0: Welcome to Relationship Rescue, the podcast. Every relationship begins with you. Today, we are talking about romantic love. And that is, romantic love is the beginning of the relationship when you are so incredibly in love and happy. Um, And you just can't imagine your life without, you know, this, this person, this, that you just met, you know, people describe their, you know, idyllic first weeks as a perfect world. You know, if you think back to when you first got with your partner, what did you do? Well, you felt better about yourself, right? You had more energy, more positive outlooks on life. You felt wittier, more playful, more optimistic, you know, some people feel so good for a period of time, they can actually give up their substitute sources that, you know, triggered the sensation of connecting and fully alive. Well, what does that mean? Well, that means that they no longer felt the need or feel the need to indulge themselves in things like sweets, drugs, alcohol, or tranquilize themselves with video games, TV reruns, you know, or or just compensate for with anything that is trying to fill those voids, because all of a sudden they feel fully alive. So working overtime loses its appeal. You don't want to stay at the office later. You want to see this person, your new person, you know, and you're, you experience when you experience um, being in love, you have little need for anything else and you have no interest in anything else. Really? Because all of a sudden, life is joyful. You are one. You are one with somebody else. You have love and connection, right? That's and that's what life is about. Actually, love and connection. You see, you can only feel joy within yourself. Um, so you know, it, it, it only a certain level. But when you're sharing your life with somebody you love, that joy is quadrupled. It's it's a hundred times more potent and powerful with that person joy love excitement all of those things you know so at the peak of a love relationship these you know intense feelings are radiating outward so you you feel people feel good around you you actually some people have a blessed and you know are blessed with a heightened spiritual awareness they have this feeling of you know inner unity And they feel even more connected to nature, right? Well, what causes the rush of these good feelings that we call romantic love? Well, you know, scientists who study natural hormones and chemicals tell us that lovers, people that just meet, are literally high on drugs, okay? The substance substance that is um, flooding the body with a sense of well-being which is during that attraction phase of a relationship, is dopamine and norepinephrine. Those are two of the body's neurotransmitters. And these chemicals, well, they contribute to a rosy outlook on life, a rapid pulse, increased energy, and heightened perception. Now, also your oxytocin is is also enhanced. And that's a potent hormone that plays a role in many aspects of our lives, including childbirth, nursing, orgasm, Bonding with your children, you know, social connections between individual. Some people refer to oxytocin as that sex love hormone, and it is. So when you are in this phase of, you know, wanting to be with your person every moment of the day, and in your brain is wrapping, you're ramping up all these productions, you know, the production of the endorphins and the natural narcotics, which enhance a sense of security and comfort... Well we 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 don't want to be without this person. All of a sudden we feel so good. But we don't want to lose this. I mean they've even saying that we there is an increased production of serotonin which is the hormone boosted by many antidepressant medications. So now what happens when when all of a sudden you are in this very this relationship that every it means everything to you. OK, well, one of in during, you know, the first couple of encounters, we say to each other, I know we've just met, but somehow I feel like I already know you. And then soon after that, we might say, I can't remember when I didn't know you. And then the next declaration comes where we look into each other's eyes and say, when I'm with you, I no longer feel alone. I feel whole. I feel complete. Well, then finally, we lay it out there. I love you so much. I can't live without you. And this is when the you know couple becomes so involved that they experience connecting as their essence. They cannot lose it. They do not want to lose it and they will do anything to keep it. And you know what? Why? Well, there's this sense of deja vu. And where does this sense of deja vu come from? It's on an unconscious level. We are connecting with people that essentially raised us. Only this time, we believe our deepest, most fundamental, fundamental, most infantile yearnings are going to be satisfied. So this new person, this partner who feels so familiar to us, and the reason is because they have many of the same positive and negative um, characteristics as your main caregiver, right? That's why they feel so familiar. If your lust factor is huge, The higher, the lust factor with the person you meet, the more familiar they feel, the more familiar they feel, the more like your caregiver, your parents, they are the bad and the good, the good and the bad. Now, why, what do we, what, what, but what are we expecting this time? Okay. Well, we expect these people, this partner, this new partner to show up and be present for us. And that we are no longer going to feel alone and empty, that we are going to heal that part of us that, you know, did not get the love that we felt we deserved from our caregiver, our parent, or whoever. And so what do we do in the beginning? We ignore any negative things we see. We ignore it because again, our, you know, all these um, um, natural hormones are going crazy. We feel this massive connection and it, it, we have this fear that if we're not together with this person, it's going to extinguish our sense of being loved. And then what happens? Well the loneliness and the anxiety it wells up inside of us again. And we all of a sudden, if we think we're not going to be with this person, we feel all alone in the world again. And on a deeper level, it shows that we are unknowingly transferring responsibility for our survival, ready for this from our parents. Or parent or caregivers to the partner, and it's drastically um, difficult to understand for a lot of people. I understand, and I understand that. But what happens when we feel this familiarity? And again, we. We, we want to heal that relationship from, you know, when we were a child, from when we were growing up and, and get that love. Right. So what we're feeling is that if our partner can meet these unmet childhood needs, then they are, you know, they become our allies in, you know, the struggle to experience safety and belonging, which is essential for survival. You can't survive without feeling safe and belonging without being loved, right? You can, but it's going to be a very horrible, you know, um, existence. So when we first meet these familiar beings and this familiar partner and we're like, we can't live without them and our hormones are going crazy, our fears, all of our fears are held at bay for the moment, right? So this companionship is soothing our inner child. It's actually soothing that inner child, that unhealed part of you. We no longer feel lonely or isolated. And as the level of trust starts to increase, we deepen that intimacy. You know, we begin to start, you know, think back to when you first got together. Did you have, did you begin to talk at some point of the pain and sorrow that you experienced in childhood, you know, um, and, and what did your partner do? Oh my gosh, didn't they like, it would give you the most heartfelt love and sympathy. And we feel in those moments as if no one has ever cared so deeply about us in, in the world. So as we share these intimacies, we have moments of empathic communion and we don't judge each other. Remember that we don't judge each other in the beginning because we feel these people are going to, to, you know, give us these unmet needs are going to fill these voids so romantic love brings more than kind words and empathic moments to heal our wounds so with the sixth sense our partner you know which lacking in the later stages seems to divinely you know um exactly give us what our parents were lacking so if one partner needs more nurturing they will gladly play the role of mommy or daddy. If the partner wants more freedom that grants him more independence, you know, if the partner one wants more security, they become protective and reassuring. They shower each other with spontaneous acts of caring that guess what? It seems to restore our early experience of connecting. And when it seems to restore that early, you know, experience of connecting, that's when we then feel that we are so, um, connected and happy with in this relationship that we will do anything to keep these thoughts and feelings going. So, you know, um, in the beginning, what is our goal? Our goal in the beginning is to appear less needy and more giving than we really are. Think about it. What do you do in the beginning of the relationship? You give, 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 and you, you don't act needy. Right. So it it seems like we don't have needs of our own, that we're in in this new partner is free to assume that we're just going to take care of their needs. And guess what? We seem very desirable indeed, don't we? Now, think about all the effort you put in at the beginning of the relationship. We only see the clean house. We only if you're divorced, you know, the um, you never see. The, the you get to go over on the weekends that the children are with their other parent and you don't see the messes you see um, you know a, a beautiful dinner is made but actually this person doesn't even like to cook right um we shower each other with gifts with compliments and we morph into this perfect partner to fill that other person's needs and voids and guess what they're doing it to us and none of it's on purpose it's all on a subconscious level and to some degree, we're using denial as a coping tool, right? So what we what, what we do is we see, okay, we know that there's negative traits that we're seeing. We know that there are things that are also, you know, um, oh, I, my, my dad was an alcoholic and this person really does drink a lot, but this is going to be different this time. You know, it's going to be different. He's not going to be that type of an alcoholic and he's going to fill my love tank and he's going to make sure I am loved the way my dad never loved me. Or while she is really nice, she's not very emotional, but she's emotional enough and I kind of relate to this and that's okay because I love her independence and she's going to still, still love me the way I deserve to be loved. And, you know, at no time ever in our lives do we deny our mechanism of, of really be, you know, we we're denying what we're seeing and the, and the, and we do this in the early stages of a love relationship. And usually within a year, we begin to really be aware of our new partner's negative traits, but what do we do? We continue to ignore them and we push full steam ahead. And it's not that that's, it doesn't work, right? Okay. Because eventually we all come to the power struggle and the power struggle is when we basically say, you're not meeting my needs. I see all the negative things about you. Screw you. This is what I'm going to do. Right. And that is what we're going to talk about on the next podcast, the power struggle. But I'm going to leave you with this. Remember there's the, 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 um, Rupert Holmes, the Pina Colada song. And if you really listen to the lyrics, so, you know, he's basically saying, he said you know, I'll read some of it. I was tired of my lady. He says, we've been together too long, like a worn out recording of a favorite song. So while she lay there sleeping, I read the paper in bed and then the personal columns. There was a letter I read. If you like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain, if you're not into yoga, if you have half a brain. If you like making love at midnight in the dunes of on the cape then I'm the love that you've looked for write to me and escape. Okay so and he says I didn't think about my lady when he was reading this he says you know that's and he says I know that's kind sounds kind of mean but me and my old lady had fallen into the same old dull routine. So I wrote to the paper and I took out a personal ad and he said yes I like peony coladas and getting caught in the rain. I'm not much into health food. I'm into champagne. Let's meet tomorrow at noon at a bar called O'Malley's where we're going to plan our escape. So he went and he waited with high hopes and she walked in and he says, I knew her smile in an instant. I then knew the curve of her face. It was my own lovely lady. And she said, ah, it's you. Then we've laughed for a moment and I said, I never knew that you liked pina coladas and getting caught in the rain and the feel of the ocean and the taste of champagne. And you like making love at midnight and the dunes on the Cape. You're the lady I've looked for. Come with me and escape. And it's basically what happens in all of our relationships. We get tired of each other. We give up and we go looking, right? If you know, not everybody goes looking, But this is exactly what happens. And we don't. And and what we do is we we stop trying when when the person. That you do love and that have you have so much in common with and that romantic love that you had once. Disappeared. So you go looking for that person that is right in your home with you next to you. I mean, this is so poignant. It's unbelievable. You know. The person that you're married to or that you are, you know, have been with for years can be your person. We just have to help you figure out how to get through the power struggle. That's the bottom line because every relationship goes through the power struggle. And when there are unhealed parts within you and unhealed parts within your partner, those can be healed in a relationship. It doesn't take a lot. It doesn't. A relationship is actually the place that you can grow the most. And you don't have to break up. You don't have to divorce. So the next uh, podcast, we're going to um, talk about the power struggle, where it starts, how it starts, and you know, um, go over it. So thank you so much for tuning in to Relationship Rescue, the podcast today. You know, Go um, online to my website, www.heathercatherinecarter.com um, and, you know, check out some of my free resources. If you want to schedule a free 45 minute call with me to see how I can help you or the relationship, please go on my website, you know, fill out the um, go to my calendar. It will, there will be a pop up for you. Take that free call. You don't have to get divorced. You don't have to end it. That person that you fell in love with is still there. And, and, and you're still there. We just have to get you back together. Thanks again. Bye bye.